welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high achieving, goal oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode number 244, Better Not Easier. Well, hello, hello, hello. I'm coming to you live. Not really. I'm recording this in real time. (laughs) I just always wanted to say I'm coming to you live from New York City penthouse. I'm actually at Coach Steph's amazing apartment in Manhattan. I was actually supposed to come up here on Saturday and we just had terrible storms, lightning storms in Raleigh and in Manhattan. And Coach Steph was with me packing up my Alive AF subscription boxes for the past few days. And we were going to fly back up to New York together for some more work and shenanigans. And she got out and I did not after spending 10 hours in the airport and two times actually getting on the plane and out to the runway about to take off. And then they shut down LaGuardia in Manhattan. So back to the terminal we go. So that went on all day and we just never got to go. So I had to come home and then I had to sit there for two days before I could fly up again. But I made it today and I'm so happy that I did. Flew up on the very first flight in the morning, which is always my strategy um, because you get, you know, less delays and interruptions that way. But I made it. We went for an amazing walk around the Jackie Kennedy Onassis Reservoir in Central Park. If you've never been there, it's absolutely beautiful and parts of it are shaded. You just get this amazing sort of from the distance view of the New York City skyline. And we walked through Central Park and then I went and got some new running shoes at my running shoe store that I got my last pair of running shoes. And so now I'm calling it my New York City running shoe store. (laughs) I go to New York City just to get my running shoes. Just kidding. Um, But that is what has happened the past couple times. Anyway, I feel like this is kind of like a second home. I I come up to New York pretty frequently and and because Coach Steph um, works for me and, you know, we coach together and things, um, I'm up here quite a bit. So, yay. And what a great time to sort of reflect and record this podcast. Actually, um, I didn't really have a big podcast topic in mind for this week, but as y'all do, you give me topics to explore and talk about. And one of my clients in the Alive AF program wrote something pretty profound. We are doing a worksheet challenge inside Alive AF right now. It's super fun. You can actually join Alive AF right now if you want to and get in on this. But I have created a worksheet. It's called the Planning and Evaluation Worksheet where you make your drink plan, you set your intentions and your goals for the day, you, you know, think about things that you can do to feel more alive and you, you know, you set that tone at the beginning of the day and then at the end of the day you do an evaluation and you kind of reflect back on the day and you evaluate what worked, what didn't work and what can you do differently next time and it's a great worksheet. And, you know, sometimes there's resistance in doing it because it is very repetitive, but 
what we need to remember about these worksheets and doing the work is that we want to be repetitive to make our brain form new habits. And so it needs to feel kind of boring until it gets filed away and we've changed the way we do things and how we think about things and how to re react to things. So it does take repetition, just like, you know, when we have established a very deep relationship with alcohol, right? That happened because of all the repeating times that we've drank, right? All of the times. How many times on repeat have you drank in response to feeling excited about something or because you were bored or, you know, you were stressed out or having overwhelming anxiety, right? That was on repeat. So when we're trying to change our habits, it's important to do something in a similar way on repeat so that you establish a very strong habit in your brain. You don't have to think about things so much in the future. But in the beginning, you need to establish a very strong routine in doing the work so that you can maintain that in the future. So anyway, I decided to do my own worksheet for 30 days in a row. And I'm not somebody who needs to plan my drinks anymore because I just don't drink and it's not a thing that I need to consider in my life. But I was like, you know what? I want to do a little experiment. I want to see what it's like to do this worksheet myself for 30 days in a row. And I'm going to share about it every single day in my group. So we're calling it the worksheet challenge. And I'm posting in the morning after I get my worksheet done. And then in the evening with any sort of things that I've discovered or um, evaluated about my habits and things like that. And I'm sharing it with the group and everybody is in there commenting and supporting and doing this worksheet challenge together. I encouraged everybody to go get the worksheet bound into like this little workbook so that they would have it. And it's like this substantial thing that they have as a reminder that they're doing this worksheet challenge together. So anyway, it's been super fun and it's gotten people to do the work. And when they do the work, they get better results. <laughs> That's how it works, right? And they're sharing some really awesome discoveries that, you know, they're finding when they're, um, you know, they do an evaluation, say somebody didn't stick to their drink plan or something comes up in their life, right? And they're like stressed out about something or they're getting a lot of chatter about something. They use the worksheet to kind of like dive into it a little bit more and they learn about themselves and their patterns, right? and why they do the, the things that they, they do and uncover things maybe about their past that they haven't really considered before or really saw in this new perspective. So it's been really, really cool. And one of the women posted that, um, you know, she was doing the journaling and sometimes like she had some chatter in the evening. And so she decided to go journal about it and go to the worksheet instead of probably drinking. And she knew that it would be easier to ignore the chatter, right? And to not go journal it out, right? And just push it away or go drink. But she wrote, it would be easier, but not better. And that statement really, really caught my attention. And I was like, whoa, it's so true, right? Like our brain is designed to take the easy way. We're programmed to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and to save energy. So of course we're literally looking for the easy way out all the time because we're that's just how we've been um, programmed and how we's how we've evolved as a species for survival. Okay, so I did a podcast on this years ago, and once you kind of see this play out in real time with yourself, like one time the story that I talked about in a podcast years ago, I can't remember what the title was. Maybe you're familiar with it, but I was. Um, 
I think I was, I wanted to invite a family over for dinner. And then I thought it would be easier if I make the dinner earlier. And I sort of like tried to fix, I was trying to think about a way I could make this dinner the best way possible. And then I, it, like I went through three iterations of it. It was like, I was going to have them over and then I was going to take them dinner. And then it was like, oh, I can just drop off dinner. <laughs> You know, like it was just, it became this very thing. And I just watched myself play out all the scenarios in which it was easier and less painful for me to, to undertake this thing. And I thought it was so fascinating how I witnessed my mind try to take the easiest, less painful way out of something. And once you kind of see that about yourself and you observe yourself in these kind of patterns, being just your regular human self, like there's nothing wrong about doing that, right? Like a lot of times we want to try to save time, cut corners and not suffer, right? That's also why we want to get fast results because we don't want to have to do work for a long, a, a long time, right? But this comment that she wrote this morning is, is really the subject of this podcast. It's, it's easier, but it's not better, right? So it's easier in the moment always to ignore you know, what's going on <laughs> in your mind and for yourself emotionally, right? But it's not better because that's not helping you see your patterns and get to know yourself and give yourself a, a chance to be heard and validated and listened to. And when we ignore ourselves and we ignore that low hum chatter or that low hum anxiety, or you just, you know, that feeling where you just feel like something's off and you can't quite put your finger on it until you actually stop and pause and you ask yourself like, what's, what's wrong? Like what's going on for you today? Or you start journaling on that or writing about it or talking about it. It just kind of stays with you. Right. And it, and then at the end of the day, because that doesn't feel good to ignore yourself, um, we, we escape because we want to shut down the chatter. We want to calm our minds. We want to calm our nervous system. And so then we drink, right? So of course, it's easier to just ignore it in that moment that it's happening, but it's not better, right? And we're looking for a higher quality of life with this work. We don't want to ignore ourselves anymore because that's why so many of us are here in this space. When people overdrink, especially women, it's, and men too, but I, you know, predominantly work with women. The reason why most of us are here is because we have not given ourselves the attention that we deserve. We put everybody else's needs first and we ignore our own needs and our what is good for us for the sake of making other people happy. And that's how our society has program, programmed us behave. That's what we're taught as children. We're taught not to be selfish. Right. So heaven forbid we take five minutes and check in with ourselves and asking ourselves what is wrong and what do we need and what's going on and, and what, you know, how can we help? Right. For ourselves. And so what this woman was basically saying, it'd be easier to just ignore it and keep moving on with the day. But what's better is stopping and kind of like getting curious about what that chatter was about. So you can actually address it in a healthy way instead of needing to escape it later when you're just so tired and exhausted from ignoring yourself and doing all the other things for all the other people that were like, screw it, 
I'm going to have a glass of wine or four, right? So I just loved this so much. I actually, I really kind of want to make a sign for it or something, right? Easier is not better. And I want you guys to remember that. It's easy to ignore yourself. It's easy to pour a glass of wine when your mind thinks, ooh, a glass of wine would be nice right now. It's easy to do your old patterns and habits because that's what you've programmed yourself to do. But it doesn't mean that it's good or it's better than listening to yourself, pausing, allowing your feelings to come up, breathing through that, going and journaling, asking for support, writing down your thoughts, being intentional, doing the worksheets, getting coached, pausing, telling people no, all of that stuff takes work and time. Okay. And I would argue this, this whole easier is not better thing, even to like the quality of the food that you eat to the quality of the clothes that you, you buy, right? Like just because you can get something fast and cheap now does not mean that it's better, <laughs> right? Like something homemade or handcrafted and somebody who's taken the time to do something and make it a quality item is going to cost you more money and it's going to take longer to get and it's always better, right? So your own development your own desire to change your relationship with alcohol or do any kind of self-improvement that you're working on, easier is not better. Okay. Anybody that promises fast results needs to like, be like, Ooh, you know, that's, that's just kind of like brain trickery, (laughs) right? You know, I say you should at least give this work three solid months of doing the work. And really it takes, it took me six months of regular consistent work to permanently change my relationship with alcohol. And sometimes it takes people longer than that. You know, it just depends on their circumstances, what they have going on in their lives, you know, how long they've been doing their habits, all of that. But you got to give yourself some time. You you think about how long you've been over drinking. How long have you been ignoring yourself and putting other people's needs before your own? Decades. You know, most of my clients are, you know, mid 40s to mid 60s. So for most of their adult life, right, they have been doing things for other people and ignoring their own needs and wants and desires, you know, and to unravel that and to start listening to yourself and to undoing some of those behaviors and saying no to things takes time and patience and extra love and compassion for yourself in which everybody deserves, Okay, if you want to make real changes with your relationship with alcohol, it takes work from the inside out and it's definitely not easy. It can be once it once you start developing these routines like we're doing in the worksheet challenge, once you get some momentum going, it can kind of really come together in a fast way. But it takes some work in the beginning to do that. So anyway, I just thought that was brilliant. Thank you for sharing that, my dear Alive AF member and If you want some of that amazing wisdom and want to be a part of a community that is sharing these insights and revelations and obstacles and all the coaching and support that comes with that, you should absolutely join Alive AF. Um, The time to do it is when you're struggling, okay? And I'm here for you. I want to support you. I want to coach you so that you can start living the life the way you're meant to live it. All right, my friends, we will talk to you next week. And thank you so much for listening every week. I really do appreciate your commitment to this podcast, commitment to this work. And I appreciate the commitment that you have to yourself to change the relationship with alcohol. And I appreciate you being here and giving me your time every week. All right, my friends, talk to you soon.
Hey, it's Angela. I want you to check out angelamasenic.com forward slash alive AF. You know what it's like to have a desire to cut back on your drinking, right? You start to read books, listen to podcasts, try things, but you might not be able to yet put all the pieces and suggestions together in a way that actually makes sense and works for you. You might struggle with beating yourself up after an overdrink. You might get frustrated with yourself when you take two steps forward and then another two steps back and get overwhelmed with what's right and wrong about your relationship with alcohol. Your friends tell you that you should be able to have just one drink and it isn't a big deal. You might be white knuckling through urges and resisting instead of peacefully processing them. And you might struggle with your identity as someone who has enjoyed having a lot of wine or alcohol in your life. It's around you all the time. It's what you do and who you are. Well, after five years of successfully coaching hundreds of women through these struggles, I have created the Alive AF membership where women like you can learn the basics on what it takes to cut back and reach your goals with alcohol, whether it is to just drink less or totally quit. And when you join, you will get the exact framework I used to change my own relationship with alcohol and still use today that has led me to be alcohol free for over five years. You're going to get access to my resources, videos, and worksheets that have been proven to change and reduce how much you drink. Every day you can ask questions, share your obstacles, and get coaching and direct support on the challenges you will face with love and no judgment. Also, you will get immediate access to workshops like uncovering your alcohol identity and changing it, how to say no to things that don't support your new identity or life or goals, aka boundaries. a workshop called Creating Emotional Agency, and another one, How to Manage Your Mind to Succeed at Your Goals and More. Every month we have a brand new workshop. These workshops are filled with step-by-step prompts and instruction to help you create the exact relationship with alcohol that is best for you. My mission and vision for Alive AF is to be a hub of support and resources for women to come and learn how to do what is best for them and becoming more alive in the process. When you join, you're going to learn how to take care of yourself better, how to feel good and become more alive and go after the life that you really want. I want this membership to be affordable and an easy solution where you can get all the help you need in one simple place whenever you need it. So no need to go read another book, find a new podcast, attend a free webinar, or go down the path of piecemealing it all together. Join Alive AF and have it all there in one place for you anytime you need it. So go to AngelaMasenic.com forward slash Alive AF and enrollment is open right now. See you inside. Didn't my